0: You seem hungry. Good thing your table is ready with Fatterday Omaha. Fatterday Omaha, eat this. It's Another episode of Fatterday Omaha, the show where we connect with food and talk about wonderful things that are local to our Omaha area, as well as beyond that. With me today on the microphones is my perennial co-host, TJ. TJ, how you doing? Well,
1: being springtime, I have popped my head up above the tarmac and I'm ready to
0: talk about some uh, delicious dishes Excellent. Let's talk about this place, and I I think I'm going to do it like this. Um, TJ, picture it. Center Street, 1983. A place open that has been with us for quite a while and providing delicious food because they are still here. Thank goodness, because we went there for many, many a trip for this episode and the purposes of this food, and that is indeed... Greek Islands, and you can find them located at 3821 Center Street, uh, the aforementioned Center Street, and a very nice, I'm going to say, up-and-coming zip code with, uh, you know, Greek Islands being a staple, and Bull Moose, and Carter and Rye, and This Major, and Sunnyside, a great area over there of uh, 68105 TJ. So, a a nice uh, corridor of potential culinary options.
1: Yeah, an excellent food destination over there in kind of the the field club-ish yeah. neighborhood. I think a little bit overlooked. I I know I don't send my mind there as as sure, often as sure. I should and think about specifically Greek islands and I can't tell you how many times I've been to Sunnyside but it doesn't pop into my head as readily. I hmm. I feel home to many wonderful things and and ever so slightly neglected much like this classic that Ooh, is one of those things that is it's always there. It's not new, it's a long standing institution. It'll be there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We we start out not as excited about it, and I've been sleeping on it for quite some time. I haven't been in, I wanna say, in many a year, and it didn't pop into my mind for episodes until I was doing takeout recently. Uh-huh. And starting into the food review ever so slightly early yes lots and lots of very generously portioned gyros because darn it it's a very easy protein filled weeknight meal
0: yes yes and indeed and we we may use gyro and gyro on this episode we will not use gyro just just to be clear well, to you avoid won't. Any confusion. <laughs> fair enough with that um i'm gonna describe the outside and inside of the restaurant real quick for folks that have not been there A wonderful amount of uh, parking outside, decent sized parking lot there on Center Street. And the outside, uh, I would say probably traditional blue and white uh, motif. And on the inside, in the grand scheme of Greek islands, newly remodeled, nice uh, sort of a village uh, atmosphere, I, I think, or something along those lines. On the uh, When you walk into the right, you can pick up some delicious Greek islands goods, like their salad dressing is really delicious. And then off to the left is a bar area, and then they have an expansive dining room. And way over to the uh, left side, which would be the east, is a larger party dining room, and you can see the, the kitchen right when you walk in. But I think it's a very comfortable place for any type of lunch dining or a nice date night out. I think it can fit any of those bills that you wanted to, which is really nice. So anything you'd like to remark on real quick, Tej, on the interior before we carry on to the foods? Yeah, I would say at once kind of open
1: and cozy, as you say, the blue and white motif, uh, a fair amount of wood in there. And then a lot of murals on the walls. I see some, some Greek shores, some various vistas there. And Ceiling fans that for some reason
0: I feel are Greek but couldn't tell you why. (laughs) Feels more Mediterranean Mediterranean, then, Yes, quite so. All right. TJ, how many trips did you make to Greek islands for this episode, give or take a little bit? It has to be in excess of of two, three, maybe four? I'm pretty sure it's... At least five at this point.
1: (laughs) All right. Um, If if we count, take out more. Uh This is the recording that like never seemed that it was going to happen. Yeah. And in between we just went, well, it's been a while. Do you want to eat it again? Just so it's fresh in our minds. And and this <laughs> Never has... Never a bad decision. Uh, yet again, pulling back the curtain, I am looking at nine pages of oh, notes oh sitting on a music stand. <laughs> so if you hear any
0: paper rustling, it's you know paper. why, yes. Yeah, yeah. TJ definitely came well prepared. He does indeed has a music stand sitting in front of him with multiple notes. So there was uh, preparation gone into here. And yes, we, we did have some challenges getting together recording this as far as timing goes. And so, yeah, uh, it just, it's been a while since we've eaten out of place. We do like to go back and eat again. Um, you know, multiple times is great, but also being closer to the recording time so that the flavors are fresh in the uh, foyer of our minds. And speaking of flavors and the fact that you have nine pages of things over there, TJ, let's get going. Uh, give me a thing, except that I will say one thing that comes to the table for everyone is some nice bread and butter to start your meal. No no charge from the fine folks at Greek Islands, and it's just a good good slice of bread and butter. And how can you go wrong with that? Okay, now on to more complex flavors, a TJ. Well, we might as well start with a starter, I think, and
1: you've already alluded to it, the flaming Saganaki, which (laughs) there's no way I am pronouncing it fully correctly, but we're going to breeze right past my attempt to pronounce Greek things in Japanese, Saganaki, nice evenly divided syllables there, and go to the fact that I didn't realize that it was going to be one of those, you know, proper show dishes that yes. comes to the table and it is lit on fire by your waitstaff who, by Greek island's law, must shout, oppa It feels like it should feel insincere, but darn it, it feels good in the moment. It's it's what you want your flaming cheese to be. <laughs> uh, same, same thing when, you know, if you're going to down a shot of ouzo and we're going to talk about that slightly more in a minute uh, yes uh, the
0: desire to shout "opa" should in fact be obeyed the flame effect though is quite sufficient because uh when that opah happens man you you get a little pillar of fire it's no joke it's not a little little spark it's a yeah flame. i would
1: have to go back to the footage but i'm gonna say you know one and a half two footer nice a good Good size flame there, oh yeah, and so yeah, it's, it's a nice little spectacle, and the flame does add as much as you would hope it does. You have uh, most of the alcohol in the uh, in the cheese wine, probably a sherry, I'm guessing. Love a good cheese wine mm-hmm. burnt off, so that you have the uh, a slight charred flavor, yeah. ever so slight uh, throughout that kind of adds to the richness of everything. Uh, the the alcoholic beverage again. I I tried to determine what it was and failed. I'm just going to guess it's a sherry. Throughout suffusing your your bit of cheese, Mm. you have the crispy browned bits around the edges as though, you know, if you've cooked a grilled cheese where you've piled a bunch of cheddar or something on it and it sneaks out the side and hits the pan, you get that little cheese skirt skirt cracker thing on the side. So you have uh, fairly large portions of that. And then in the middle, a cheese I would describe as... Pillowy, I think, Mm. Uh, somewhere between like a a cheddar and a mozzarella in terms of texture closer to the mozzarella, but with less pull. Mm -hmm. Again, pillowy is your texture and then a, a fair amount of nuttiness, I would say, in the overall cheese for a spectacle dish. It's pretty darn tasty. Like, it stands on its own. It's not just all for show. Yeah, it's a nice little appetizer for two. Yeah. You could have it with the, uh, the bread option added, and for some reason... I have not noted that. I, I <gasps> want to say Christini's on there might have been pita.
0: Oh my, and your nine pages of notes. I know, That's and it was the
1: first thing I've eaten, so it's quite some time away now. I <laughs> no, remember the enough. taste of the cheese, though, because I decided That's not to eat it part. with the uh, the carb option provided ah. and just enjoy the cheese. However, yeah. whether had as a, uh, a cheese on carb device or in and of itself, it is a nice uh, protein heavy, but not too large appetizer to be shared between two people and a good start to the meal.
0: Well, TJ, I, I, give me another thing, my man, because uh, you've got quite the list there. I, I did not, uh, as as we we used to say, go hard in the paint. I did not quite hit the level that you're at here. So what's next?
1: All right. Well, we're already having a good day. So let's move on to page two. Uh, we both had a little bit of the Krita feta. Very simple dish, olive oil and feta with a, a couple of tomato slices on top, uh, cooked until... The menu says golden brown. There was a hint of it around the edges. Uh, Feta is a darn hard cheese to fully golden brown up the whole thing. Mm. And I think the end result of making the whole thing fully golden brown would uh, not be as tasty. Ah, I see. Good way to get feta into your face. I love feta. Feta in practically every incarnation. It is definitely an acquired taste. Did not like it as a kid. Now I can't get enough of the stuff. You
0: just nailed something that I was I was that pulled the thread out of my mind. Uh, feta is a very recent like by me. Um, older uh, episodes and longtime fans of the show will recall that I am not a fan of you know white creamy sauces and and things. But that has really shifted. I enjoy a good Alfredo. I enjoy a good aioli. But feta was something that I have much more recently. Come to like along with strong olives like uh Kalamata olives, so I like feta now. So I'm with you an acquired taste and, and a fun one. Well, the, the tanginess, and then the uh,
1: I don't notice it as much now that I'm very used to it and know what to expect. But when I yeah. had it low those many years ago, that uh, that fairly strong unctuousness behind the tanginess it is not a weak cheese, that's no, it is sure. not. And again, now I just can't get enough of the stuff, so Creta feta. There's not a ton to describe here. It's a nice way of doing it. I will say fresh tomatoes are tricky. I think the only way to get the most out of this dish, mm-hmm. as with like a bruschetta or something, yeah, restaurants can only do so much. You might use a canned tomato, but it'd make for real ugly presentation. Mm. Um, what it really needs is a garden fresh tomato on top. These were a standard fresh tomato slice they were decent again. And good we're not in tomato
0: season right now. No, we are not. No,
1: I, I will add the caveat again. Store bought tomato tasted like a store bought tomato. It's not any any better or any worse currently than sure, it sure, would sure. be in tomato season. Yeah, it's, it's just you're, you're it's not the getting the cultivar of tomato grown that that right. causes it to not be the fresh out of the garden taste. Let let us not uh, not dwell. Good, shareable appetizer for two. I am going to use this description as a basis for a later description. But darn it, we'll get there.
0: I'm gonna quote a curious show the odd squad and just say what's next well what's next is the one piece of
1: research that i probably should have done and didn't do
0: what i don't going all of into that? this show i
1: know is Christmas to check man. with the poster on omaha food lovers group and see if i could use their name in this because someone posted ah, their meal I see. at greek islands in a uh, Hey, a lot of people sleep on this place. You should all go try it if you haven't. Excellent post. But they mentioned a thing that despite probing the menu in prior visits, I had not noticed existed. And it got my curiosity up. Oh. Dave, they have an Uzo Rita.
0: What? Yeah. Uh. And neither of
1: us are big fans of Uzo in general. I like black licorice a I lot more too. than you do. I like black licorice. Oh. Is that reason or are we discovering things about oh, each other today? Oh,
0: no, no. If you want to go into the uh, uh, Zorko family background here, myself and my grandfather would eat the black jelly beans because we like them. I oh. also like black jack gum, TJ. This, so... this means your like for licorice
1: predates mine, which makes sense since you predate me. <laughs> but yeah, black licorice for me became an acquired taste. And again, I, I love the stuff, but real licorice has... Uh, both health benefits and negatives so depending on your uh, your exact well google it you'll figure it out there you go anyway black licorice flavor here is i like the smell of uzo a lot that black licorice scent uh-huh. that that kind of you know almost herbaceous uh uh warm kind of uh, uh, camphory thing happening okay uh But I don't like to drink a lot of it. Like, I sip about halfway down a shot, generally speaking. But darn it, I had to try this. So the Uzo Rita is exactly what it sounds like. It is an Uzo Margarita. Now, yeah. I just, I, I, if if I, only the folks at home and driving in their cars and listening to the podcast, doing laundry or what have you, could see the exact face <laughs> you made when I said Uzo margarita. So, that said, <laughs> many of them could probably see it by looking in the mirror because darn it, that doesn't sound like it's going to work. But I had to try it. Fair enough. It's exactly what you would think it is in terms of like the ingredients going in. You can tell it's Uzo and margarita mix now like lime well yes
0: that's that's part of it it's uzo and margarita I, mix I'm, you were mentioning the the scrunkled face that i might be making that other people might because the first thing i just margarita like word association margarita tequila and of course this is uzo instead and then i just went lime and then and now i'm into tj this is lime and licorice do tell lime licorice. <laughs>
1: More so, lemon. I mean, it's margarita mix, so lemon and lime, generally speaking. Okay, okay. Um, it, and and both of those citrus components are sort of there. So let us give credit where credit is due. Again, a drink that I didn't think was going to work. So let let us focus on on some of the positives to begin with. First of all, excellent present pres- presentation. Presentation. Excellent presentation. I am doubling down on presentation. In fact, I will triple down on it. Presentation. I will add factors upon factors of presentation for the rest of this episode. Oh, my. So help me. Yes. Comes out. Lemon peel yellow kind of beverage in a a short rocks glass with a beautifully salted rim and a a relatively thin, uh, fairly large slice of lemon. It is a very pretty beverage. It looks fresh, it looks well made. Yes. Gently wafting towards me is lemon and ouzo, which, huh, as we're going to get into, lemon is. Pretty prevalent in a lot of these dishes. Yes, yes. So the idea that a Greek liqueur and lemon would go together is not so surprising. Okay. All of a sudden, I'm a little bit on board with this Ouzarita. I like it. And the gentle waft of that that sort of almost herbaceous licorice ness coming at me with the freshness of the lemon is curious. Slightly foreboding, but slightly tantalizing as well. Uh, Oh, wow. There's intrigue. And I was about to say we dive in. I did not dive in. I still had a fair amount of trepidation going into my first sip, making sure I get a little bit of salt, cancel out any potential bitterness. And here's where the negative is. Um, (gasps) Not a big negative. Yes. But bottled mix, and I have been spoiled by your use of the America's Test Kitchen, your adaptation, Uh, on the America's Test Kitchen recipe for margaritas, which is all fresh citrus, handmade deliciousness. Yeah, You're probably not going to get this. Uh, I know a bar owner or two, and they are... Big into making the best margaritas they possibly can, True. but they're not going to have a bartender sitting there juicing lemons all day. Right. You're buying bottled in some form, right? Because uh, how they many go of these for, are they
0: serving? Yeah. Right, right, right.
1: They go for a higher quality, uh, bottled lemon and lime juice, okay, and then make the mix out of that. But you're going to wind up with a bottled mix of some sort. I'm just very aware
0: of that, uh. I know what you're saying. Preserved that, citrus. It's it's even if there's nothing in there, there's just something about the uh, a bottled lime or lemon juice that tastes different. It's it's just the way it is. I and mean, yeah, just yeah. a hint. Okay. A hint. A hint
1: flatter. A th- hint thinner. There's something just a little I, bit less about it when it's
0: not freshly squeezed from if, the citrus. I, I know fruit is not known for its umami, its savoriness, but if there could be more depth and umami in fruit, I think fresh fruit has it versus the the bottle yeah, some, something it's, about it I is think depth fuller. is fuller yeah yes yes
1: so that that lack I am very aware okay. of because again I'm spoiled I haven't had a non hand citrus made margarita for years now yeah actually. I kind of spoiled a few people with that yeah so the the bottled mix is my my downfall here so I did look into this particular type of drink to see if there was like a classical version of oh, it. Oh, okay. And well I did not come up with like a named, you know, famous cocktail. Uh fresh lemon juice, Uzo and a little bit of I kinda thought about an herb at the at the time to kind of marry the two sets of flavors. Okay. And sure enough, a sprig of rosemary.
0: You, and, rosemary was coming to mm-hmm. mind. I was
1: like, rosemary? Basil? Hm? Yep. And I would really like to try huh. this. That said the Uzo Rita, if you already love Uzo, you're in might be yeah. worth a shot. Okay. Um, I like it a nice little pun bit. indeed. yes I was just gonna breeze right over that one but <laughs> yes it's another fatter day pun yes so I I am ambivalent on this but I would recommend trying it once just to try it, so it's fun. it's 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 interesting. Yes. It's different.
0: It's fun. Yes, totally fun and a, a neat option. I, I like that kind of cocktail uh, idea you had there with the the rosemary or or just just that interesting preparation there. and and the fact, like you said, you're not a big fan of Uzo going in, but you wanted to try it because it was fun. I think that's a win. well, i I better talk about a food thing because i uh, you know, I know you've eaten a lot of things and and all we- the things. Definitely all the things. Um, I am going to go with the souvlaki, not to be confused with the saganaki, which was your flaming cheese. The souvlaki is a essentially a kebab, a skewer. Um, and I happened to get the pork souvlaki. And the this is a great dish. So nice char on the outside, and you can get your souvlaki in several different preparations. Uh, I believe lamb. And uh, they had the pork, and I think they also offer a chicken. And I think you can get a mixed one, and I think you can also get it as a uh, a side. They have like a smaller one uh, that you can get as well. But this is the, the meal version, and the things that I would like to bring up here are the, well, lemon. You, you nailed it earlier. It says lemon's kind of a thread throughout, and olive oil within. And uh, this was actually the first dish that I got on our uh, forays here into our Greek islands uh, adventure to the Greek islands. And this is just fun. I, I I was looking for two dishes on my very first outing where I could get a couple of different items that uh, really just kind of allowed me to have a good lunch without, uh, destroying myself full wise, which considering the other item I ordered, this is probably a good move, but nice lean protein and a great preparation. And that char, um, is, is a good thing. I like it when the, uh, the protein comes out and has a little bit of color on it there. So this is fun and you can order your, um, selection of meats, your proteins, however you would like to order. So that's the, uh, souvlaki
1: teach. Well, having eaten everything, <laughs> I also am going to weigh in. Oh, my. Evocative of backyard barbecue yeah. had had that nice kind of quality to it. Sure. So just throwing that one out here so that when we get to the Piccolia, the main event, if you will. Ah, yes. That we can uh, we can pass on the Savlaki. I have now said my Savlaki things. Ah,
0: so uh, currently passing on the Picalia. uh Go ahead and throw another thing uh my way from the music stand of notes well here's
1: another one that i i feel the need to go over because i don't know if if it's in my head from commercials or what but the chicken santorini uh
0: Hmm. struck me as a thing i should order and speak
1: on i've never
0: had one so i i am curious about all of this because you did not order this when we dined together for one of our, one of our many meals for this. So tell Indeed, me, tell this, me. this was my most recent revisit
1: for, uh, uh, things that I must have so that I at least know how they are. Yes. Uh, the chicken Santorini reads simply as chicken breast stuffed with spinach and feta, uh, comes with, I was asked if these sides were okay. So while the menu says comes with rice and broccoli, okay, I imagine it is possible to do other things i'm not sure if that's encouraged again because it says rice and broccoli on the menu uh uh-huh. the rice is possibly a chicken broth cooked uh contrivance it is almost like peel off ish oh uh nice and al dente lightly flavored slightly savory this feels familiar uh i Notice some of the tangier notes from the feta just a little Hmm. bit. Okay. But with that earthiness of the spinach, you could tell me several, like, cheese and vegetable combinations for the stuffing of the chicken. It just added a nice moisture and flavor to the chicken. There's nothing that stands up and and slaps me and says, hey! Hey! I'm Greek about this, which of course is the perfect Greek accent. Don't, uh, don't email me. <laughs> it's pleasant and familiar. It's, it's a, a page out of the, uh, the book that we occasionally seek that, uh, that familiar American diner kind of feel. Mm. And we haven't found, found our one diner to rule them all in that category yet. But I feel like despite being a Greek thing, this diner this this mythical place yes. would serve this chicken
0: Santorini oh it's just kind of nice kind of kind of comforting and and down home from from Greece yeah down home from you know a few thousand miles off there you go all right all right sounds good what's what's next Dave
1: we're gonna do an entire tour of Greece here starting with the spanakopita it's got phyllo dough it's got spinach it's got some sort of cheese probably feta involved it's tasty. Um, I like me a good spanakopita. This is no exception. It is well handled, um, a little bit, uh, more delicate than most of this dish. I, uh, I have had, uh, good as a part of a thing. I, I would like a larger portion if I'm getting an appetizer. And I would imagine that if I just ordered the spanakopita, that's exactly what I would get. So kind of enough said there, um, Moving on then to the that I keep wanting to call it the Triopita, like it's got three of a thing Ooh. in it. But uh, we we are now moving into the categories where I had to check pronunciations on things, and I'm still not confident. So I'm going to say it in a a slightly uh, I don't know vaguely vaguely Spanish because I'm going to try and roll an R or two. Oh my. Uh, uh, accent, but mostly just, a, a TJ accent. Right. We'll and, just do our and best and said ask for with, forgiveness. Said with uh, false confidence. There you go. So Dave, we're moving on to the Triopita. See, I'm, I'm guarantee that was wrong. But we're gonna we're gonna breathe. We're we're gonna move through it. And with this, and all future pronunciations, because there are some doozies coming up.
0: Yes. We the Triopita we ask, is. We ask for your forgiveness out there if if you indeed speak greek or are from greece uh we we beg your apologies we enjoy the food and so we're, we're doing our best here a lot <laughs> of forgiveness some of these are going to be rough so the
1: tiropita i found it tasty and layered uh Mostly between this and the Spanakopita, I have learned that Greek islands is really good with phyllo dough. I mean, I suppose you should be if you're a Greek restaurant, but particularly so. It tends to be layered, and the layers are very obvious and tend to be crisp if you in, maybe slightly chewy in the middle, does exactly what it should do. Yes. Uh, This stuff was a little simple uh, for me. Now, that said, when you and I went, which is when I had this, Uh uh, we had quite literally, a lot of things on our plate. We did. Uh, and I got to this last. Okay. So it had started to cool considerably. Okay. However, that said, I would say with the balance of flavors, I want one of these. And, you know, we talked about the uh, the feta with the tomatoes on top. We and did. there's only so many things you can do yes. with fresh tomatoes. I want to sneak, and maybe this is sacrilege. I'm not certain. Maybe this is violating a, a excellent traditional dish. But... I want some little like I don't know thirds of sun-dried tomatoes in here just a little oh, bit interesting. to add that that strong sweet tomato flavor very yeah. small pieces uh-huh breaking up that cheese blend. Interesting. So I get the the overall you want an acidic
0: pop on there?
1: Kind of, yeah. Well and and the savory umami of a, a concentrated tomato flavor. Yeah. I really do think sun-dried tomatoes would would make this work for me. As it was, it was a little bit flat, but with an excellent texture. So yet another thing we're only going to spend so much time on, and here's a pronunciation that I kind of know yeah. but almost never use because I'm pretty sure gyro is what I should be saying. Mm. I'm going to say gyro, but also gyro. What? because it's the key to a balanced meal. I've already I've already thrown out my my least remarkable monikers this one for eat in. I yes. think it's the thing I am least likely to get despite liking it. It is a huh. fairly standard type of gyro meat. Uh-huh. Uh, Greek islands tends to be pretty darn generous with their portions they of do. it. Like especially this is eat in there are more interesting things to be had. However, it travels very well. So for those of you doing takeout or uh, uh, services that rhyme with hubbub and... (laughs) Floor
0: flash, super feats. Um, those those yeah. type
1: of yes, those type of things. If you're getting it uh, delivered to your door or bringing it from door to door, uh-huh. the Giro is your your way to go. Again, it's fairly standard. They give you quite a bit of it, Uh, especially
0: if you get the Giro platter. You get mm-hmm. or Euro platter, depending. You get a Giro lot. Platter. No, no, that's a balanced. That's a platter that's balanced. They don't and so they can, can find true north when they deliver your food over the poles. Oh yeah. Regardless, uh,
1: check that extra meat box when ordering online <laughs> and maybe, extra maybe grab yourself a side of fries and never need to eat again. Uh-huh. And then dip your fries in the tzatziki sauce. Exactly. That's a pro move. So eating, well, there's also the feta fries to speak of, though they don't travel as well, but they're still a tasty potato mess by the time goodness they get to you. Goodness, I love tasty potato mess. Anyway, so there's goodness to be had in the meat and feta, but mostly I just, kind of ate the feta and took the gyro meat home. However, the keftedes, the Greek meatballs with, uh, I believe, mint, let us check my nine pages of notes. Yes, mint, dill, and other spices is how it is described, the flavor loadout on the menu. Yes. The looser pack, the slightly more herbaceous and uh, certainly uh, more uh, freshly made kind of flavor to them. I'm not going to go with the, the, it's almost fluffy it's a it's a lighter yeah, gotcha. mouthfeel sure. in terms of the meatball. The density is different yeah. than the gyro meat. I, what I really want mind you is exactly this but with the the gyro spice, you know, the the slightly warmer uh, spice load of your your marjoram and your garlic and and, and rosemary kind of notes mm-hmm. in a strip and I would order this stuff by the ton as it is again got to the tour of Greece last so these had cooled slightly However, I think ordering these on their own mm-hmm. as a big old warm pile of tasty Greek meat stuffs yeah. would probably be a, uh, a good move. Ooh. This and a little tzatziki. I was just going to ask. And maybe some pita yes. would be the way to go this, this for me, I, I think is my
0: highlight for the tour of Greece. And I might just order them on their own next time. So the fun part with that uh, tour of Greece there, TJ is it really is that, that you get a sample, a bunch of things that, uh, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And I, I like that uh, the meat ball there. And I was, I was, you totally pulled that thread out of my head again, which was boy, those meatballs with a little pita and a little tzatziki sounds pretty tasty. Is that the end of the tour? I believe that is the end of the tour. We got the gyro meat, we got the
1: kefteris, we got the tiropita, the spanakopita. I I think that
0: is our list. Okay. Well, in that case, then, there's only one thing to do, TJ. We need to talk about pizza. Of course we do. I didn't remember that you got pizza. I did. So uh, Greek islands, uh, the, the menu is... Varied. Uh, they have burgers, and they they have one that I that looks kind of tasty because it's a burger patty, and then it has gyro meat on top of it, and I think that could be really good. Um, but no, I actually got the Villager Pizza. Now, I will say that the the crust itself is a simple delivery mechanism for exciting. Toppings. Okay, so again, this is a Greek restaurant. I I did not. I I came in here for you know some olive oil and and uh, tzatziki. Well, okay, really, I just love a good gyro, like a lot, and I have a hard time not ordering that every time because I love it so, so very much. But that's that's in my head. Pizza is, was not on the top of the list. However, this pizza is a little different. It has a Greek sausage on it. So, loukaniko, L-O-U-K-A-N-I-K-O, which has heavy fennel notes in it, which, TJ, you like the fennel, so I think you would like this sausage. That was I was it pizza. as a kid. Love it now. There you go. Um, so, tomatoes and onion and cream cheese and goat cheese, TJ. Cream cheese on a Dave thing. Yet and a goat cheese, which is, you know, it, it's a creamy err cheese as well. So this was a fun pizza from a topping perspective like I said the the crust for me, uh, very basic a delivery mechanism for toppings. But the nice part is if you're if you're going there and especially if maybe you got some kiddos with you that uh, maybe, can't quite, uh, aren't aren't quite ready for the euro. They should try it, I think, but maybe they just need a pizza. They can deliver a pizza for you, but if you want to try something a little different, like I've never had this sausage before, and then to pair that up with cream cheese and goat cheese, this is a a totally different uh, flavor loadout, uh, I believe, TJ, you might say, and just neat, and different, um, and very flavorful, The definitely fennel forward in the sausage there, and, well, cream cheese and goat cheese, so you have some very soft cheeses happening there, and uh, not a, uh, I, I don't seem to recall any type of tomato sauce on here, which I think is okay for this particular loadout, so quite the uh, savory mix of pizza toppings, all located on a singular crust. Very, very thin. Very, very thin crust.
1: And now I'm kicking myself for consistently looking and going, pizza?
0: <laughs> and I'm going <laughs> to look elsewhere on this menu. I had to try one. because I, I First of all, I didn't even know Greek islands had pizza. And I'm like, well, we got to give it a shot. So that was what I had when I uh, had my souvlaki there at uh, my very first outing for this juncture. TJ, hit me with some more notes. Well, Dave, next up is... The piccolia. Oh, is this the uh, the penultimate or is this the ultimate here? Is this this the thing? This is, well, it's the things.
1: Oh, my. As yet again, Dave, I ate, I thought all the things, but apparently not the pizza. Haha, <laughs> see, I got you covered. So the piccolia is a group of uh, tasty Greek things. Yes. Chicken Reganato, original pork souvlaki, Greek potatoes, pastizio, or dolmades, or moussaka. Really trying hard to accent that last syllable on that. Uh, the difference with the, uh, the dinner piccolia comes with domades regardless. And then you have the choice of your pastizio or moussaka. So let's start with the chicken rigonato. Yeah. Um In this case, you can order in uh, a half or a quarter uh, chicken, if I remember correctly. Okay. If you're ordering the dish itself. Uh, this is a breast and a wing is what I got. All right. Uh, as with so many things, uh, oregano, lemon, olive oil. Good combo. As with the souvlaki, something relatively simple, just a hair off a good home done baked chicken. Nice, ever so slightly crispy skin, mm-hmm. um, as moist in terms of the white meat as as moist as white meat generally okay, sure. is gonna get uh, without maybe an injectable marinade or something, but moist enough for breast meat. It was darn good. Uh-huh. Again with that slightly crispy skin and like half the size of my head. Wow. So help me, it was a lot of chicken. It was like half of the plate, and I don't know what did you say from this this finger holdy uppy, David? Two and, and a half to three. Well, then then I have to go up probably. Close to four-ish. Large. Maybe, let's say three. Let's say three inches tall and half the plate. It was unusually large for what it was. So a lot of protein, a lot of lean protein for that matter. Good flavor. I was kind of impressed by this. As simple as it is, it's tasty and filling. And yet another thing where I... I I pointed out restaurant margins are thin. I feel like restaurant margins are thin. Uh, Pound for dollar ratio. This is an excellent thing just to have. And I haven't even gotten to the... Like, if I had gotten this with a couple of sides, I would have felt okay with the price of the lunch piccoli on its own. Nice. Maybe this with the potatoes or some rice or something. the lunch version. Uh, Correct. And mind you, the dinner version is... Not hugely different. You get okay. you get one more thing and then that last choice of uh, two okay. instead of the choice of three. And I am not trying those pronunciations again. That's uh, fair. Please download the podcast and rewind. <laughs> so we've got our, our chicken rigonato. Um, that, additionally, uh, we've I've talked about things that travel well. Um, well, it's not quite as uh, as hearty a uh, a road-faring uh, food device mm. as the gyro meat might be mm-hmm. uh, i noticed the acidic notes in this and failed to read the menu at the time to realize it was lemon juice but uh, in reheating it because there was a lot of food yeah. It's a lot of food. Yeah. And I had some leftovers later, so I did reheat this later. Uh, splashed a little bit of very mild, in this case, rice vinegar on it. And oh. I think I'm not using enough vinegar and lemon juice on things in general, uh, especially apparently takeout, because it was pretty delicious, even after having to warm it up. Again, the your, your value proposition here is good, and the skin was delicious. Nice. Uh, next up is the souvlaki, and we've covered that already. We did. Likeable, not my favorite, but... Uh, the, that backyard barbecue feel mm-hmm. is kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, it makes me a little nostalgic. And Put again- Put a little Suzuki with it and life is good, Exactly. Man. Mm-hmm. Good amount of protein for what you're getting to your, your value proposition here is excellent. Yeah. Then we move on to the Greek potatoes. Oh. Lots of places mm-hmm. have Greek potatoes. Yeah. Lots of places have good Greek potatoes. Yeah. They're tasty. Mm-hmm. They're potatoes. They are. Greek islands has- Hands down, the best I have personally They're ever had. They're so good. I'm not sure, because they look like russets, or at least the size of them looks like russets. The skin kind of looks like a gold, but they, they are fairly good sized, uh, and somewhere between like a creamy and a fluffy texture on the inside, mm-hmm. the, the happiness factor you get from a waxy like a red or a fluffy like a, like a russet, a little bit of both of those are there, which is why, again, I am I am put in mind of golds. They're just too dang big for any of the golds I have ever seen. The curious thing, again, lemon, olive oil, oregano. It's their dressing, TJ.
0: They put their dressing on it.
1: Is that what's on the potatoes? Because the, me- how the menu says the those three things specifically.
0: I'm pretty darn sure that that's the case. Mmm. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to go to the tape on this okay. and, uh, and do some research on this later. I'll tell you what. If I'm wrong, because I will go to the source. Because again, I have some inside information here. If I'm wrong, I will put an addendum at the end of the show. All right. Sounds good. All right, so it's possible that it's
1: the dressing. I still think that lemon, olive oil, oregano combo, because I didn't notice there's a slight sweetness to the Greek islands dressing. Okay. Oh, that, that comes from being ever so slightly sweet. Um, and I did not notice that on these. However, the thing that gets me is the cut side, the the exposed bit of the potato. Ah, I see. The starch layer, the outer starch layer, as though there is a, it, it kind of condenses a little bit it it melds together between the liquid and the cooking that creates a sort of of like savory micron thick version of mochi that you just <laughs> you just it's slightly toothsome as you break through to the rest of the potato and that exact texture i have not experienced on any other greek potato so between flavor and texture i did not expect to list this among a few of my favorite things (laughs) but it certainly is i love their greek potatoes yeah i think of them often next uh in our group of standout things again love the potatoes and then we have two other dishes actually um i did get the doll the dolmades um i like them but I have only gotten them takeout. Okay. And I don't think it is fair to them. They were decent ah. takeout. So your recommendation is just try them in. Yeah. there okay. There is something about- That's uh, a good that, tip. That grape leaf uh, uh, lemon sauce preparation that the first bite being with the eyes, mm-hmm. they don't work in a styrofoam container. I, I think they would be best on a plate and eaten uh, slowly, savoring especially the texture of that
0: uh, my, that my wrap leaf. There. personal recommendation after having eaten at many, many place, places over the almost five years of this show is that the first time you try something, eat it at the restaurant, if at all possible. Don't let that stop you from getting takeout, but try it in because then you know what the correct presentation is and you can then extrapolate if you happen to get takeout later. But anyway, correct. carry on. Doubly true on our next thing. Ah. The pastizio. Wow. Uh, Layers
1: of Greek macaroni. uh, I have in big old bold handwritten letters here, seasoned ground beef with a bechamel sauce baked to a golden brown. Now, a few things. The seasoning, we'll, we'll get to in a minute. It's extra interesting. The bechamel is another important note because when I think bechamel... I'm thinking usually of Italian things, uh, with a a kind of creamy-ish white sauce used as a base for frequently other sauces are used to marry two things together. Well, the bechamel is a French mother sauce, is it not? I believe that to be the case. Yes, but not when you're making
0: Greek stuff. No, I just wondered. I started thinking that you about you're about to tell me you had Greek macaroni and cheese with hamburger. I mean, kind of, <laughs>
1: which. But, uh, I, but the I love bechamel, that.
0: the bechamel is important. Okay, uh, it is
1: both one of the big reasons it's interesting. Yes, and one of the reasons it kind of fails as takeout. Oh, because it the bechamel, sees on you. Well, no, wait for
0: it. Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm because jumping the bechamel, ahead of TJ. Dave, <laughs> yes. The
1: bechamel is not really a sauce in this case. What it starts out. As a sauce, okay, with very similar ingredients. Yes. However, uh, when it bakes up, it becomes almost a pastry or a custard-like. Uh, did you notice my like the slices of moussaka? M- sorry, moussaka, uh, and pastizio In both cases, that white top. Did, did you see? Did you I see did this? Not, while I, was I did them? not. I did okay, not. Okay, so there is probably a uh, about a three-quarter inch. Uh, white top of something that looks like maybe a uh, uh, pastry or again a custard. And Three quarter inches thing. thick, about that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm I'm thinking of a an, it might be closer to a half, but it's pretty darn thick. Okay. And again, closer to a a, a custard, a pastry type preparation. All right. A, I hesitate to say pancake because the texture is very very different. Yeah. But it it feels like a a starchy thing. Uh, again, going to the notes, the bechamel is far more rich and has a higher proportion of flour, making it set up almost like a custard. Huh. Shockingly light for being as rich as it is, and somewhere between a custard and a pastry, browned on top like uh, cheese would be oh. on a lasagna. It is that browned layer yeah. that suffers. Uh, takeout because it is is yet another layer of texture when it comes to you piping hot at the table and your fork breaks through that layer of brown yeah through the custard layer Uh and then into your hamburger and macaroni and let us talk about the hamburger and macaroni for a minute one Mm -hmm. it's bucatini but i'm guessing uh macaroni translates easier into the minds of most people i see um Think kind of like macaroni, but instead of like an elbow shape, it is a long tubular pasta. Tubular. tubular. The seasoned ground beef is just struck me curiously. Mm-hmm. I was I was surprised on biting into it because I found myself trying to figure out what the heck I was tasting. Because first there there's a, a a tomatoy red wine sauce, ooh, and then your spice group. You just sold me on just that. Yeah, wait for it. Because my, my first impression, it, warmth. I was certain of warm spices, and then I tried to pick it apart. All of these warm spices are background notes hmm. to the tomato sauce. So between that and this wonderful, can we have something be forksome? Sure. You just as, you, as you just made it them. fork just, some just just the feeling of the fork going through this is yes. pleasant a little resistance Breaking through on the, the fork. individual layers and their different textures yes and the overall I had tried this takeout and did not care for it eat in it was absolutely lovely that leads us to the moussaka yes because well it is an option on this piccolia. I had to have it so I ordered a slice a la carte last time I went <laughs> all right. Uh. Fairly good-sized... All right, children, there were these things called CDs, and they had cases yeah. around them. Is that like a record? And they, they, they were five by five square, uh-huh. and the slice of moussaka uh-huh. was about the, the square size of a CD case. Oh, wow. And, and fairly thick uh, layers of eggplant. The the ground beef was similar to the pastizio. I did not notice as much of the same warm spices in it. Sliced layers of skin on eggplant. So the skin itself of the eggplant kind of forms a, a noodle-like layer. Oh, fun. Because of the large slices of eggplant uh, skin peel, however you want to say it, the layers still held up, and it just became... The the flesh of the eggplant just became kind of a a part of the dish, another layer Neat. of sauce. That said, the pastizio, just that spice blend is. I want that getting now. to me, man.
0: It's 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 in my head. I have one more dish that I I will bring because it's it's a small one because you've got all these fancy you know Greek dishes because we went to this place and I got pizza and street tacos. Tj, I, I forgot about <laughs> the street tacos. The street tacos. Yeah. To heck with.
1: To heck (laughs) with dessert, Dave. Yes, tell me about the street tacos.
0: Yeah, they're actually street street euros, is is what they are, and they are three tiny little pita euros. And they're served in one of those uh louvered multiple V shape or W shaped taco holders, or in this case, pita holders or euro holders. And it's just three tiny euros because after venturing forth and trying all the new things i still crave the euros tj i love them there's a reason that they're popular because they're so delicious but this is a fun preparation on it because you have your you know your tomato and your meat and your pita and then i went where's the tzatziki sauce i don't uh, I, i want some tzatziki on here and so i ordered a side of it and so the wonderful server brought the side of tzatziki and set it down. And then I took a bite of these things and they had done an amazing thing. They just put the tzatziki sauce underneath of the meat in the little pita. So you had a truly street kind of version of this. So you didn't have your fingers full of tzatziki sauce, which isn't a really bad problem. But in this case, uh, it was integrated into the little tiny gyro and I just, I thought it was fun, TJ. This is a little bit of a different way. I, I have to say that the classic Euro, specifically the Euro platter, where you get a ridiculous amount of meat at Creek Islands, and either a hot French fry with cold ketchup or those delicious Greek potatoes, or if you go with a friend and you one of you orders fries and the other one orders potatoes, so you can have a little bit of each, is is still my preferred Euro preparation. This was fun. And it was different, and I really appreciated that, which is kind of the the really neat part uh, about us making this trip here to to an Omaha Classic is I've gotten the Euros here plenty of times. The Greek salad is an amazing one. But I think you can order most anything or pick out some
1: of these highlight dishes and have that as a, a cohesive meal in a good atmosphere and just feel pretty good about life. There's, there's something something special about that whole start to finish experience again with what every visit so far has been excellent and friendly wait staff.
0: I think you summed it up very nicely there. I always have, you know, they always have delicious food. Uh, the euro platter is a go-to of mine because you get a huge amount of meat certainly shareable depending on yeah. yeah depending on who you're sharing it with but i like tj's approach here too where you're getting a sample of maybe some different things that are of greek origin that's not a standard euro there's definitely more to be had and you can go have that too at greek islands which you can find at 3821 center street in omaha nebraska if you are living here or traveling through and thank you so much for listening to our show we are Fatterday Omaha and I am Dave I'm TJ and until we eat again stay hungry here's the quick addendum we weren't able to confirm with hundred percent accuracy that the Greek islands potatoes are made in their dressing but it doesn't matter they're tasty try them bye our show is recorded and produced by Fatterday Omaha you can find us on Instagram Twitter and Facebook as well as email fatterdayomaha at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and stay hungry. Saturday Omaha. Eat this.